Well, let me welcome you to Stevenson High Kirk here in North Ayrshire for our morning devotions. Well, for those who would like to join us in the church at 10.30 this morning, then please contact Margaret Durham by phoning 07748-248-187 or check out our website at stevensonhighkirk.com. Well, we also want to say congratulations to Margaret as she celebrates her 70th birthday this week, a wonderful landmark. Well, the psalmist declares, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Well, let's worship the Lord together as we sing in our opening hymn sung by our friends from Sovereign Grace Music, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In my place 
let us draw near to the throne of grace and prayer. Let's pray. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, how we thank you for your amazing invitation to come and to enter your gates with praise and to approach with joy. And so we desire to bless your name always. As we draw near, O draw ever nearer, still our hearts and strengthen our faith, fill our longings and whisper your blessed assurance. O may we know with confidence that Christ is our beloved and we are his, the flock of his pasture. As we trust in your purposes and celebrate in your presence, O we do thank you for your protection your provisions of mercy, forgiveness, love and grace. And we especially rejoice in your sweet promises that are always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Oh, as your word is opened, please open our eyes, our ears and our hearts. Deepen us in the love of Christ. Sanctify us through your word and empower us through your Holy Spirit that we may be a prepared, committed and consecrated people for your glory alone, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And so lift our hearts as we unite in prayer, as we share the Lord's Prayer together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I'm now going to invite Daniel to come and read to us from the Word of God. Thanks, Daniel. This morning we read in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30, verses 1 to 8. David and his men reached Ziklag. On the third day, now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord as God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, give me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord. May God bless to us the reading of his precious word. Amen. The great American evangelist D.L. Moody shares the story of when he and his son were returning home from England. After three days of crossing the Atlantic, the propeller shaft of the ship broke. All crew and passengers were convinced the ship would sink. Well, as Moody shares, that was an awful night, the darkest in all our lives. 700 men, women and children waiting for the doom that was settling upon us. No one dared to sleep. 
we were all together in the saloon of the first cabin, Jews, Protestants, Catholics and sceptics, although I doubt if at that time there were any sceptics among us, the agony and suspense were too great for words. Well, Moody had experienced being under fire during the American Civil War. He faced death daily as he visited and prayed with the sick during the great cholera epidemic in Chicago. But Moody goes on to share, But on the sinking ship it was different. There was no cloud between my soul and my saviour. I knew my sins had been put away, and that if I died, there it would be only to wake up in heaven. That was all settled long ago, but as my thoughts went out to my loved ones at home, my wife and children, my friends on both sides of the sea, the schools and all the interests so dear to me, and as I realised that perhaps the next hour would separate me forever from all these, so far as this world was concerned, I confess it almost broke me down. It was the darkest hour of my life. I could not endure it. I must have relief, and relief came in prayer. God heard my cry and enabled me to say from the depth of my soul, Thy will be done. Sweet peace came to my heart. Let it be Northfield or heaven. It made no difference now. I went to bed and almost immediately fell asleep and never slept more soundly in all my life. Out of the depths I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I can no more doubt that God gave answer to my prayer for relief than I can doubt my own existence. Well, like Dale Moody, in his darkest hour, here we find David in the darkest hour of his life. David's faith has been shaken. Notice in chapter 21 of 1 Samuel, David is on the run from Saul, who is trying to kill him, and therefore is forced into exile. Then in chapter 22, we then read of how King Saul rejected the Lord by killing God's chosen priests. But notice then in chapter 23, while on the run, God gives victory to David over his enemy. Yes, even in the darkest hour, God guides and delivers David. When we come into chapter 27 of 1 Samuel, we see a similar pattern again. David is on the run from Saul, and in despair he cries, One of these days I shall be destroyed by the hand of Saul. But then in chapter 28 we notice that it isn't Saul who rejects God. But in chapter 28 we notice that it isn't Saul who rejects God, but it is God who rejects Saul. Saul consults with the witch of Endor, and Samuel the prophet appears and informs Saul, The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands, and given it to one of your neighbours, to David. Because you did not obey the Lord, or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites. The Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will hand over both Israel and you to the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also hand over the army of Israel to the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of Samuel's words. His strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing all that day and night. What a contrast between Saul and David. Saul failed to obey the Lord and kill the Amalekites, but David would be the one who would fulfil the word of God by destroying them in chapter 30. And so as God rejected Saul in chapter 28, 
We also notice in 29, David is also rejected, but by the Philistine officers, and is dismissed and so returns to Ziklag. Notice also that Saul's strength had gone. But in chapter 30 at verse 6, which is our text today, out of distress and weakness, David is strengthened in the Lord. Saul looked the greater king, but his heart was not right with God. David, on the other hand, looked to be the weaker king, yet the shepherd boy and sweet singer of Israel had a heart after the heart of God. Isn't that lovely? Well, as we consider the opening verses of chapter 30 this morning, we notice firstly David's distress. It was the darkest hour of his life. Remember, David was an anointed man. Saul hated him and the Philistines cast him out. Samuel had anointed him with oil. He was despised by his own people. He won victories over the enemy of Israel, yet Israel treated him like a dog. Even when serving the Philistines, their leaders would drive him away. And so when David and his men came to Ziklag, where they had been living in exile, they came back to an empty city. Amalekites had raided Ziklag. The city was totally destroyed by fire. All the inhabitants were taken captive, including the wives and the sons and daughters of David and his men. Well, understandably, David is deeply distressed. Everything he had was in Ziklag. His family, friends, children, all that he treasured in the world. He and his men were devastated. And as the scriptures tell us, and wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Well, as one commentator notes, when there is no strength left to grieve, there always seems to be some energy left for recrimination and revenge. Well, in Amos chapter 5 at verse 19, we read, It will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear, as though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Well, David may have felt as if he had been bitten by a snake. In 1 Samuel 22 at verse 2, we get an amazing picture of those men who came to follow David. Everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented. What a mighty army. Well, even his men were now considering stoning David. Oh, could life get any worse for him? Well, David had been in distress before. He had said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me, to seek me any more in any coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. But instead of moping in despair and distress, here in verse 6, we now see the turning point in David's life. Yes, we noticed David's distress, but now we notice David strengthened. Although he had been overwhelmed, he now strengthens himself in the Lord his God. And so in 1 Samuel 30, at verse 6 to 8, we read, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David, 
And David inquired of the Lord. How wonderful. Like the prodigal son, David came to himself and returns to the Lord. In David's weakness, God's strength now comes on display. Can you see David praying and singing to himself? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him. So how does David strengthen himself? Well, we're told that he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Yes, God was David's God. The Lord is my shepherd. We're to strengthen ourselves in God's character and attributes. Yahweh, the covenant and promise-keeping God. Yes, David knew God is holy. He is love. He is faithful. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is long-suffering, patient and kind. He is tender-hearted. He is forgiving. He is our joy and peace. Before, David may have been strengthened by his mighty warriors, but they were now against him, wanting to stone him. David is looking to God alone for his strength. Like Jacob, I will not let thee go. Ruth declared to her mother-in-law, Your God shall be my God, and your people will be my people. In David's younger days, he could say, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Yes, we're to strengthen ourselves in the character and attributes of God. We're also to strengthen ourselves in the promises of God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes, they shall run. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and ye shall be saved. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And of course, the beautiful promise, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. What an encouragement, what a strength we find in the character, in the nature, in the attributes of God. And what strength we find in the promises of God. Well, in our reading, we also notice that we're to strengthen ourselves in the presence of God. Here David desires to inquire of the Lord, which he hadn't done for some time. And so he calls upon Abiathar the priest to bring the ephod. We may not have Abiathar the priest or the ephod, the apron of the high priest, but we actually have a greater high priest than Abiathar. Listen to Hebrews chapter 4 at verse 14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Oh, we can enter into the throne room of God in prayer and be strengthened in his presence. 
Well, the great Scottish preacher, Reverend Andrew Bonner, wrote in his diary that on the day of his wife's death, he had been meditating on Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Well, Bonner goes on, little did I know how I would need it half an hour after. Well, Andrew Bonner strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in Yahweh, the promise-keeping God, who is faithful to his covenant. Oh, we're to dwell on God's promises and his character. David's dark night soon turned to day when he chose to strengthen himself in the Lord. What began as a tragedy in David's life becomes a triumph of God's sovereign and providential care. Oh, today, you may find yourself in a distressing place. Whatever you're facing, oh, will you strengthen yourself in the Lord your God? Oh, fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Oh, may you find strength in his character. May you find strength in his promises. And may you find strength in his presence. And so may the enabling power of the Holy Spirit strengthen you, fill you, restore you, revive you and comfort you. Oh, be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart and all is darkened in the veil of tears, then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can repay, from his own fullness all he takes away. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on, when we shall be forever with the Lord, when disappointment, grief and fear are gone, Sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. Oh, may the Lord bless you and encourage you. Well, let's worship together as we sing from Psalm 23, sung by Aileen Gilchrist.
Well, I'm now going to invite Bethany, Daniel and David to lead us in our intercessory prayers. Faithful God, we thank you that you are present with us now as we share in the life of the risen Christ. Continue to be present with us. We thank you that you have been with us in times of anxiety and uncertainty. Keep watch over our memories of the past. Your gifts to us are many and without number. We thank you for the gift of life and the gift renewed through Jesus Christ. When things around us change, we rejoice that you are the unchangeable God. You are with us always. God who inspires faith, we thank you for the life of your Son. For our sake, embraced human form. May his life shape our lives in these present times. We thank you for the reassurance that you are merciful and gracious and that your love abounds. In your compassion, remember us and those whom we love. Faithful God, you have called us to be the people of God. Make us faithful to your calling. Remember us today, especially when we go through difficult times. God, to us, love inspires. May we love you with all that we are, and love our neighbours in response to your love. Through our service of others, May your love be revealed. Hear our prayer. We offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Bethany, Daniel and David, for leading us in our intercessory prayers. Well, we're now going to sing in our closing hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus.
strength of the Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and always. Amen. <laughs>